Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, welcome to the Joe Carey Show right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. K-Talk uh, in Salt Lake City. K-Y-A-H broadcasting uh, well, throughout most of uh, Utah. Um, and uh, excited to, uh, to to close out the year with you this year. Um, I guess the big the big debate this uh, weekend was the uh, all the talk about the stimulus. Uh, was Trump going to sign the bill? Was he going to veto it? And, you know, Congress, they spend, what was it, six months working on the bill? And at the end of the day, they decided that uh, all America could afford was $600 uh, to every American making less than 75000 a year. Now, that portion of the bill was, uh, I think it was around $200 billion. But the entire package clocked in at over a trillion. So you have to stop and think, wait a second. This is a COVID relief bill designed to help Americans. And when you look at the litany of items in the bill, there was money for, what was it? I think 24 different countries that were receiving money from the bill. And and I don't want to get on the merits of, do the countries deserve the relief or don't they? But isn't it kind of shameful that They've got to do it under the cover of darkness, right? A 5,500-page bill. They present it in the afternoon, and then four hours later, they schedule it for a vote. Now, let me see. I'm not very good at math, so I'm going to break out my calculator. 5,500 pages divided by four, because four hours. They only had to read 1,375 pages an hour. That's it. Now, there's 60 minutes in an hour, so I'm going to divide that by 60. Brian, they only had to read 22 pages a minute. I mean, come on. We pay – exactly. This is Come on. These guys are paid a lot of money. They can't read 22 pages a minute? Well, actually, it's 23 because it's 22.9. So, I'll re- so 23 pages a minute. Isn't it amazing how no one in the press asks any elected politician, did you read the bill? Nobody. It's like we understand the great game, the big charade that's being played. No one is capable of reading and understanding 23 pages a minute. So you have people voting for a bill that they have not read. They don't know what's in it to give Americans making under $75,000 or $600. So Trump says he's going to veto it because he wants $2,000 for every American. But he says, look, we've got to pay Americans $2,000, but you got to cut out all this pork. What was it? The Kennedy Center was getting something like $70 million. Why does the Kennedy Center need any federal money? It's not even open. The Kennedy Center is closed. But the real question is this, because one, whether it's $600 or $2,000, America can't afford it. We no longer have a savings account. America no longer – it used to be the Social Security lockbox, right? So when you pay your Social Security taxes – you know, every week that you work, it used to go into a fund, a trust fund, and that money is used to pay for individuals currently on Social Security. Well, the politicians rated that in the 80s and 90s. Well, that's no longer there. So whether we're going to pay Americans $600 a month, excuse me, a one-time payment of 600 or a one-time payment of 2000 that money will be borrowed. Now, the biggest holder of our treasuries is Japan, followed by China, and Americans own quite a bit too, but we have to borrow that money. And then we have to pay it back. Where's that money coming from? 
wouldn't it be better? And look, I, I'm not a economist, you know, I'm not a doctor, but wouldn't it be better instead of paying Americans? And, and don't get me wrong. America is hurting. People need the money. And whether it's 600 or 2000, they need these funds primarily because government won't let people work. But wouldn't it be better instead of giving people a one-shot infusion of 600 or $2,000 to reopen the economy? Wouldn't it be better to allow small business to do what small business does best and create jobs? Look, $600 is a lot of money. 2000 is a lot of money. But it's a one-time shot. How long is that going to sustain someone? Even someone who lives frugally, even someone who's on a super tight budget. Wouldn't it be better to open up the economy and allow people to go back to work? Allow people to receive a paycheck? I tell you, the, uh, uh, the NRA, no, not that NRA, the other one, the National Restaurant Association, they just came out with a study that said between 40 and 50% of restaurants that have closed will never reopen. Those jobs are gone for good. And, you know, we see it. We see it all the time. Americans, uh, like most people, are creatures of habit. We fall into a pattern, and that's what we do. I read a book one time. It was called – I think it was called Habit. And it said something like 60% of the things we do every day, we don't even think about. We're just on you know, uh, uh, cruise control from getting dressed, how we brush our teeth, how we drive to work, how we drive home, how we sit – 60% of what we do every day, it's just habit. And now we've taught Americans some pretty bad habits. And I guess what's really frustrating, what's really frustrating is that we're not even allowed to have the discussion anymore. Right? So when a governor announces, hey, I'm locking down the state, I'm closing it down, I'm imposing a curfew – we are not even allowed to talk about the merits of that decision. Well, is that really what's best? Is that really what we should be doing? Because you're immediately painted as a crazy, a kook, a conspiracy. What, you don't believe the virus? No, I believe in the virus, but I don't believe lockdowns are the best way to do it. Look at California. It's imposed probably the harshest series of lockdowns. It even has a curfew. Los Angeles, it's not legal for you to be walking on the streets of Los Angeles unless you fall into like I think one of five categories, going to work, medical emergency, essential worker. You can't even walk on the streets of Los Angeles. That's how strict their lockdown is. Do you know which state is now reporting the highest number of new COVID-19 cases per capita? Not total, per capita. Wait, let me look. Oh, oh, there it is. It's California. It's funny. I made that uh, paper sound, and I could see Brian thinking, okay, wait, what's wrong with the equipment? Wait, what's – I saw the look on it. He's like, oh, wait, wait, what, we have static – that wasn't paper. That was actually a, a Linden's candy wrapper. That was a little bit of Christmas tree. So California, the state with the most severe lockdown, a curfew, you can't even walk in Los Angeles. They are now experiencing and reporting the highest number of new COVID-19 cases per capita in the country. New York, New Jersey, right up there with the lockdowns, they're still in the top five. How is that possible? But we know because we went through it ourselves. We know that lockdowns do not prevent COVID. 
We know it because we tried it in Utah, right? This summer, we're going to crush the curve. All you do is delay the inevitable. So the real question is, what have these states been doing with the time the lockdowns have bought them? We'll have that answer right after this break, right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network and the Joe Carey Show. You're listening to us over the Fed by Ravens Media Network, KYAH and Talk, right here in Salt Lake City. We'll be back right after this break. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. Thank you for uh, tuning in and listening. I know this is heavy stuff and, you know, it's uh, it's the holidays and people don't want to think about it. They don't want to talk about it. And uh, but I, I think it's important because it's not about proving your point like so many people are. They become vested in lockdown or anti-lockdown, mask or no mask. To me, it's what's the best policy? What's going to work the best for most people? Because we tend to look at it as all one-sided, meaning, wow, look at the COVID. Look at the number of cases. Look at the number of people dying. And we forget that there's a different side of that ledger, right, that there's a balance. And on that other side, there are deaths piling up. There's a lot of harm that's piling up, depression, anxiety, jobs that will be lost and never come back, 
And it's tough. It's tough for the politicians to get it right. But I think what's frustrating is I get the impression that there are just politicians who don't even try to get it right. They just don't care. Right. They've committed to a certain path and they know if they deviate from that path, there's going to be accountability. Right. So all these politicians that have said, hey, we're going to close all the restaurants in the state like California did. Was it San Diego County? And it was sued. And the judge said, hey, there's no evidence. The state didn't produce any evidence to justify the closing of restaurants. You would think with all these lockdowns, those statistics would be right at your fingertips, right? Because why did uh, Governor Gruesome Newsom impose the closure of restaurants if he didn't have a basis for it? And I get it. Mistakes are going to be made. The pandemic is new. Mistakes have been made. They will be made. But what we're seeing now is almost a universal doubling down. Look at California. Florida and California started at the same spot. COVID cases were rising in each state. They're high travel states, meaning lots of people coming from other countries and other states to their states. They each had a decision to make. California went down the lockdown path. Hey, we're going to crush the curve. Give us two weeks. We're going to beat this thing. Florida said the same thing. Remember, Governor DeSantis and Gruesome Newsom made the same decisions. We're going to lock down the states. We're going to shut things down. We're going to buy time. And remember, that's all a lockdown accomplishes is buying time. There's no proof that lockdowns prevent COVID. It'll temporarily, at least in theory, arrest it, but it doesn't prevent its spread. It just momentarily pauses it. What we're seeing now in California is that it doesn't even pause it. So California went down the lockdown path. It now has more COVID cases per capita daily than any other state in the country. Florida, under Governor DeSantis, went a different direction. He said, I'm done with the lockdowns. I'm done with the shutdowns. We're going to treat this virus like we have every other virus that we've ever encountered that impacts relatively two groups of people. And who are they? You know what the sad thing is? I don't think most people could identify the two groups because the media goes out of its way to incite this panic in people. But the, there's really only two groups that are bearing the disproportionate punch of COVID. It's the elderly and it's the sick. So DeSantis went down the road and said, look, we're going to do our best to protect these two groups of people because they are disproportionately bearing the weight of COVID. You know, the state of Florida is not even I don't even think it's in the top 10 cases per capita of covid. California, number one, New York, New Jersey, with the harshest lockdowns in the top five. But we can't look at Florida as a model. The media refuses to do it. Well, because that would be giving. I mean, DeSantis is a Trump supporter. I mean, we can't. That's crazy. We can't allow him to get points for that. They did the same thing with hydroxychloroquine, right? Chloroquine. Trump comes out and says, hey, this drug works. And the media, the science community, the Democrats, all piled on. Trump's going to get people killed. This is irresponsible. Even the American Medical Association came out and told its doctors, hey, you better not prescribe this because we don't know the effects. There was a small handful of doctors who said, guys, we've been working with hydroxychloroquine since the 60s. It's safe. It's effective. Do you know what the AMA did in October? 
it reversed itself. It came out with a with a small little paragraph that said, you know what, you know, doctors, if you do want to prescribe this, you can. Uh, we may have overreacted a little bit. The media didn't cover the story. The scientific community didn't cover the story. Why? Well, that would have made Trump right. So it's it's easier and it makes people feel better if they double down than looking at the facts and saying, hey, you know what? We got this wrong. That's where we are as a country that would rather see people suffer. We'd rather see people pass away from COVID than coming out and saying, hey, you know what? Trump was right on this. We got it wrong. I guarantee you, if you did a poll, any city in the country, pick a thousand people at random. Is hydroxychloroquine effective or not effective against the virus? Guarantee you. Every city, those people randomly selected would say, oh, no, it's bad. You, you can't take it. It's not proven because that's the narrative that the media pounded into the people for a year. And when they were proven wrong, they come out with a whimper. They come out with the American Medical, Medical Association in one of its journal buried in the back pages. Hey, you know what? We got this wrong. There were a few more studies that showed that hydroxychloroquine is effective and it's not dangerous. That's the apology that all the sick people who could have been helped. What about the people who died? Had they been prescribed it early on? That's the apology they get. It's sad. It's sad. So this past Christmas, you had 1.28 million Americans board flights on uh, the Sunday after Christmas. That's the most since COVID broke out in the United States. And for the week of Christmas, for six days straight, more than one million people crisscrossed, crisscrossed the country on airplanes. Now, remember, you had Dr. Fauci, you had the U.S. government, you had the CDC, you have governors all saying, please, don't travel. Don't travel over Christmas. Don't celebrate Christmas. Don't bring the family together. Then we set a record for travel the week of Christmas. Now, I look at those stats and I say, why? Right? You have all the, and I'm putting this in air quotes, you have all the experts saying, don't travel. You're going to get killed. You're going to kill people. And then you set a record for air travel, not just one day, for six days in a row. So my question to the audience is why? Now, the progressive left would say, well, they're just a bunch of rednecks who don't believe the science. I think it's a little bit deeper than that. Hey, you're listening to The Joe Carey Show right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network, KYAH, K-Talk. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Radio News with Lance Pride. With what appears to be a random act of violence, 37-year-old Duke Webb of Florida has been charged with first-degree murder. The shootings took place at a bowling alley in Rockford, Illinois, Saturday night. Three older men were killed and a fourth is in critical condition. President Trump signed the massive $2.3 trillion coronavirus relief and government funding bill into law Sunday night, averting a shutdown. Trump's signature of the $900 billion corona relief package extends unemployment benefits for 12 million hurting Americans. All those collecting jobless payments will receive a $300 weekly boost through mid-March. The average American will spend the equivalent of 44 years looking at some kind of digital screen. According to a recent survey of 2,000 adults, the survey revealed in a typical day, Americans spend 4 hours and 30 minutes watching TV, 4 hours and 33 minutes looking at a smartphone, over 3 hours using a gaming device, and nearly 5 hours on a laptop. This is USA Radio News. 
Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Peace in the Middle East continues to flourish. USA Radio News, Dan Naraki. There is hope that U.S. brokered efforts to improve relations between Arab countries in the Middle East and Israel can ease tensions in the region in the long term. Israel established new diplomatic relations with Bahrain, Morocco, Sudan, and the United Arab Emirates in 2020, something Israel hopes to continue. Former Israeli ambassador to the U.N. Danny Danan hopes that the next administration will continue down the foreign policy path that President Trump has laid out. He tells Fox News that everyone has felt the benefits of improved relations. I hope that the president-elect will continue with the momentum because it's good not only for Israel and not only for the moderate Arab country, it's good for the U.S. The U.S. gained a lot of respect in the region when they led the peace initiative, when they built a coalition of modern countries that work with the U.S. against the aggression of Iran. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau. I'm Dan Naraki. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show right here on uh, the Fed by Ravens Media Network. You can get all the uh, podcasts. You can listen live. Just go to fedbyravensmedia.com or download the app. It's in the App Store. It's on Google Play. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, typically at this point, I would say, yeah, even I'm in the gym, I listen. Well, I'm back in Pennsylvania and the gyms are closed. Which to me is great because that means I can pause my New Year's resolutions until they're open. So I don't need to work out. I don't need to worry about losing weight because, look, if the state says I don't need to go to the gym, well, then to me, that's that's like the seal of approval that I don't have to follow through with those resolutions. I buy myself. Well, here in Pennsylvania, probably another six months of uh, not going to the gym. Now, if you're saying, well, Joe, no, they're going to be open before then, I'm telling you. It'll be another three to six months before the gyms here in Pennsylvania are open, are open. Um, We were talking about you have this record number of people traveling, six million people in a week, the most ever since the lockdowns began. And my question is why? Because I'm a believer that people do what's in their best self-interest, and that's not a bad thing. But most of the people, most of the time are going to do what's best for them. So you have these millions of Americans, not just the ones that are traveling, but their families, the people they're going to meet, the people they left. There's this consensus that this is okay, despite the warnings from the government, despite what Tony Fauci is saying. People are coming to the conclusion that it's safe. So I've got to ask myself why you have the full press of government propaganda pushing, saying, don't. That's not a COVID call. Uh, don't don't travel. Don't go. Stay home. But you have tens of millions of Americans who are coming to the conclusion that <clears throat> it's okay. So you've got to ask yourself why. And if I were trying this case, Exhibit A in response to that question would be Tony Fauci. Now look what Marco Rubio. He's a senator from Florida. Uh, Rubio just tweeted this. I think it was uh, yesterday or the day before. He says, this is in a tweet, Dr. Fauci lied about masks in March. Dr. Fauci has been distorting the level of vaccination needed for herd immunity. It isn't just him. Many in elite bubbles believe the American people, excuse me, 
believe the American public doesn't know what's good for them. So they need to be tricked into doing the right thing. That was a United States senator. That was Marco Rubio from Florida saying, look, Fauci has lied to the American public. How? He's lied to us on masks. Because you remember this, right? You remember when Tony Fauci came out and said this was in March. Fauci said there was no reason to wear a mask. Well, now he's the mask czar. Now, when he was confronted and say, hey, Tony, in March, you said we don't need to wear masks. They don't do any good. His quote was there was no reason to wear a mask. Well, then he comes out in September and says, hey, everybody has to wear a mask. Well, somebody in the media approached him and said, hey, Tony, how did you go from no mask to you have to wear a mask? That's a pretty big 180. How did you get there? Listen to what he said, because he confessed to lying. This is a quote. We, now he never says we, I'm assuming the politicians, the political elite, we were concerned, the public health community, and many people were saying this, they were concerned that it was at the time when personal protective equipment, including the N95 masks and the surgical masks, were in very short supply. And we wanted to make sure that the people, namely the healthcare workers, who were brave enough to put themselves in harm way to take care of people who you know were infected with the coronavirus and the danger of them getting infected. So what was he saying? You can always tell when somebody's giving you a barrel of bull crap because they talk like that, right? Like, well, it's never just a straight answer. What Tony Fauci was saying is, hey, when I said in March that we didn't need to wear masks, I was lying, but I was lying for a good reason. I was lying for the right reason. I was lying because... We couldn't have the American people running out and buying up all the masks because if they went out and bought up all the masks, there wouldn't be any for the healthcare workers. Well, that's a very noble King Henry, you know, kind of approach to, you know, hey, we did this to protect the healthcare workers. There's another way to look at that. And the way to look at it is to say the government was unprepared to do its job because he sets up a false paradigm, right? He sets up this false either or. Either we have the masks for the healthcare workers or we protect the American people. Well, there's another way to look at that, which is to say, what were you doing when the virus was coming to America? You were responsible. Tony, you're the guy in charge of infectious disease. What were you doing when you saw the spread from China to America coming? What did you do? So Tony Fauci says, I lied to the American people because in March, he's telling us we don't need a mask. In September, he's saying everyone needs to wear one. Well, how do you go from not needing to wear a mask to everyone being required to wear one? Fauci says he lied because we didn't have enough. And if he told everybody in March, you need to wear a mask, the same thing would have happened to masks that happened to toilet paper. And what else? Was it water, Brian? You couldn't find water and you couldn't find toilet paper. And he was afraid if we told the American people you need to wear a mask, what was going to happen to the masks? They would disappear. So Fauci makes the decision to lie, and he tells the people you don't need to wear a mask. And I remember – it's to this day I remember the Surgeon General of the United States coming up to the podium after President Trump saying you don't need to wear a mask. Well, when you lie to people enough, what happens? The people stop believing you, even the most forgiving people, even the most understanding and empathetic. Hey, I get where you're eventually you get to the point where you're like, I, I can't do this anymore. You keep lying to me.
Look at what Tony Fauci said about herd immunity. Back in August, Tony Fauci says, hey, we need about 70% of Americans to get the vaccine in order for it to be effective. Now, in December, when the vaccine's available, the same Tony Fauci comes out and says what? No, no, we, we need it to be at 90%. Where's the science? Where's the data? How in August do you say 70%? Now it's 90%. Well, Tony Fauci, he's, he's one of the elite. He doesn't need science. He just comes out and says, well, you know, back before the vaccine, I was saying 70% because I didn't want to create a storm from the anti-vax establishment. So that's twice now he's lied to us. Once on the masks, you don't need it. Now you need it. And now I'm making up statistics because it furthers my personal agenda. But don't get me wrong. This is all designed to protect you. I'm only lying to protect you. said every politician and adulterer ever. And they did the same thing with hydroxychloroquine. They lied about it. They didn't know if it hurt people, but Trump came out for it. So the progressives had to come out against it. And hundreds of thousands of people needlessly suffered and thousands died because of it. For what reason? For politics? That's what this is reduced to? So when Dr. Fauci says, why won't people listen to government? My response to Dr. Fauci is, maybe they are. Maybe they are listening. And they heard what you said in March. And then they heard what you said in September on masks. Then they heard what you said about herd immunity in August. And how you flip-flopped in December. So maybe people don't believe you because they are listening. And the real shada, the real harm, it's not about my side winning or your side losing. It's that suicides, drug overdoses, mental anguish, depression are at record levels. While Dr. Fauci enjoys a baseball game without a mask and without social distancing. We'll be back right after this break. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. 
with a recession ending. If you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show right here on K-Talk in Salt Lake City, KYAH in Delta, Utah, broadcasting from Cedar City up through Orem. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Just want to go through real quick. We, we try to do this once a month, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. We're going to go to the top cities that tune into the network. We have Dublin. At first, I was like, wow, Brian, why do we have all these Irish people following us? It turns out it's Dublin, Missouri. So maybe there's a lot of Irish folks there. Also, Bozeman, Montana, uh, you've lost your first rank status to the folks in Dublin, but I want to thank the 52,000 people in Bozeman who uh, tune in and listen regularly. Clifton, New Jersey, Orem, Utah, Barcelona, Spain, always in our top 10 cities. Now at number five, thank you. I guess this is where I could pander, uh, like Kamala Harris, and put on my Spanish accent. Or I guess it's uh, uh, Baldwin's wife, right? Wasn't she the one that was just found out to be faking that she was Spanish? So I I could say, you know, thank you in Spanish with a Spanish accent, but I won't. Just thank you for tuning in. Uh, Tucson, or as we say back east, uh, Tucson, Arizona, thank you for tuning in. Ashburn, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Montclair. The folks in Brussels – also tuning in, thank you so much uh, for the uh, TLC and the love. In terms of countries that are tuning in, United States, United Kingdom, Spain, Belgium, Australia, Canada, Egypt, Portugal, Republic of Korea, down at 11. Kind of disappointed. You know, I thought the whole me being half Korean would have more appeal, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. And remember, we just launched our app. You can go to the App Store uh, on your Apple iPhone, or you, if you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store. You can download for free the Fed by Ravens Media app. You can listen anytime, anywhere to our live broadcasts. And I think we now have 12 hours of live broadcasting a day, as well as all of our podcasts are available right there from the app. Please uh, download the app, uh, listen and support our sponsors. Uh, In the last thing, I just want to cover two stories uh, relatively quickly. One is uh, gun sales. And I think this is really telling. It it kind of dovetails with our last segment where you have the medical and political elite telling you one thing but doing something else. I think gun sales are also highly reflective of that. In New York City, it is almost impossible to get a concealed carry permit. Because Utah is a shall issue state, meaning if you apply for a concealed permit, the state has to give you that license unless, you know, you are a a prior felon, you've been convicted of domestic violence. But it's a shall issue state, meaning there are very few restrictions on the excuse me. There's very few uh, ways the state can restrict your ability to conceal carry. New York City and New York is just the opposite. It is a may issue state, meaning you have to show, you have to prove that you have a need to carry a weapon concealed. And if you can't, you're denied that constitutional right. Now, last year, there were about 2,000 people. In 2019, there were 2,000 New York City residents who applied to carry a concealed weapon. The whole year, about 2,000. This year, 9,000 people have applied to concealed carry in New York City. 
Now in Utah, if 9,000 people applied, you would have 9,000 people approved, basically. In New York City, out of the 9,000 applicants, only one, no, fewer than 1,000 have been approved. Well, Joe, why aren't they approved? Well, because there's not a checklist. It's not like, hey, I carry cash or I'm a celebrity. It's really at the discretion of the guy who stamps your concealed carry permit. But what this shows me is these are people who I believe don't want to own guns. These are people who don't want to carry a weapon. This, this 9,000 figure represents a failure of the state because they don't want to carry a weapon. But they feel so unsafe. They feel so insecure. They're watching a record number pushers. Have you heard that term, Brian, pushers? There's a record number of pushers in the subway. So what a pusher does is if you're standing waiting for your subway, they come up randomly and push you onto the track right as the train is coming into the station. All-time high number of pushers in New York City. Crime in New York City. Let me see if I can find this statistic here. I'm sorry. I thought I wrote it down. It talked about uh, – here it is right here. Under Mayor Bill de Blasio or his birth name, Wilhelm, Mayor Wilhelm de Blasio, New York City is currently at a 14-year high in the number of shootings. Shootings are up 96% this year over last year. 96%. Murders up by 39%. Is it any wonder that people who never thought of owning a gun, who never wanted a gun, are now out there saying, I need to protect myself. I need to do something. And the way I look at it, when people who don't want to own a gun feel they need to buy a gun, that is a failure of the state. Because if the state would simply do its job and protect people, you wouldn't have this panic. You wouldn't have this urgency for people to go out and say, I, I need something. I want to protect myself. It's not just New York City. The FBI, which every month compiles – uh, the number of background checks it conducts. So a lot of people don't know this. When you go out to buy a gun, there's a background check. Every time you buy a gun, you have to fill out a form, and that form is sent to the FBI. They do a check on you, and if you pass it, you get permission to buy a gun. November, this this past November in 2020, the highest number of background checks ever conducted in a November. It was up 40% from the preceding November. How many background checks were conducted in 2020, excluding December? And December tends to be a record-setting uh, uh, figure in terms of background checks just because of the holidays. 35 million background checks to purchase guns were conducted as of November 2020. In 2019, it was 28 million. 7 million more people went out and bought a gun in 2020 than 2019. So who's buying these guns? Is it people that already own them? Is it people who are just you know wanting to add another gun to their collection? Mm-mm. According to studies, the biggest driver of the increase in gun sales, first-time gun buyers, and people who never thought they'd own a gun. Those are people who believed the message from politicians saying you don't need it. We'll take care of you. We'll protect you. Seven million of those people woke up one day and said, you know what? I, I don't believe that anymore. So while we're having that, 
California is hemorrhaging people. They can't move away fast enough or far enough. The number one destination of people leaving California, the, the Republic of Texas, followed by Arizona, Nevada, and Utah. I know the folks in Utah think they're all moving to Utah. They're not. Most of them are going to Texas. Elon Musk even moved out. And you know when he moved out, do you know what California politicians did? They mocked him. They went on Twitter. They went on Facebook. Take your car company. Take your money. We don't need you. We don't need your money or your jobs. It kind of reminded me of AOC. Remember when she killed the Amazon deal? Amazon was going to bring 25,000 jobs to New York City, to her district. She killed the deal. But despite what politicians say publicly about not needing their money or the jobs, they do. How desperate? California, they have a bill pending. They have a bill. If you spend more than 60 nights in this, if this bill passes, which in crazy California, it may. Do you spend more than 60 nights in California in a given year? They have the right to tax your wealth for the next 10 years. That's how desperately they need your money. Reminds me of that Hotel California song. You can check in, but you can never leave. It's only 10 years. Those better be the 60 best nights you've ever had. Hey, you're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Stay tuned. Brian Hyde up next. 